Hello, everybody. Welcome to Enlightened Up. My name is Craig Shoemaker. Uh, this is the show that is, it has an intention to it. It's more purposeful comedy. It has a purpose of literally enlightening us up, offering some other suggestions on maybe how to deal with mental illness, which is a big problem in our country right now. A lot of, us, a lot of depression, a lot of suicide. Uh, during COVID especially, this is needed, and that's why we're here. Have a good time, have some laughs, have some fun. We have a lot of comic guests, which is amazing for me. What an honor it is to be in this business, to be around just some of the great icons of comedy and some of the great creators out there and people with more depth than a lot of the creative arts. Um, and it's, so, it's so fascinating to me to have these conversations. Someone recently texted me and said, it's like listening to Inside the Actors Studio for Comedians. But it's even more than that. It's like being a part of, uh, you know, maybe maybe you're hanging out with the Dalai Lama or a Thich Nhat Hanh or something like that. It could be. It's a combination of that as well because we really try to talk about goodness and light and maybe spirituality, whatever it is. We go where the flow goes, the genuine energy flow. That's what we're intending to do here, and we hope that you're enjoying it. And if you are, download us and spread the word and favorite us and, Lots of hearts and likes and all that shit that you have to do. Whatever you have to do to do to promote us. I don't even like the word promote. That's the one thing I've never liked about this business is the promotion that you have to do. It turns into some self-obsession thing, and it really isn't. I really do want to make the world a better place through what the vehicle that I know well, and that's comedy. I get to call my friends in here that have for years and years, some I haven't seen in 30 years, 20 years, some I don't even hang out with that much, but uh, welcome to the show. And now today, if you're watching on video, you can watch us on YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, but that's another thing we do. <laughs> I put on a shirt just before I'm in a little bit of a hurry because I, I see that we're overloaded with guests in the waiting room waiting to come on, but it turns out one was early, thank God for my codependence. But I put this shirt on. I'm going, oh, my God, is this thing tight? I'm busting out of it. So I'm doing my best to suck in the entire interview. I will be sucking in. By the way, laughter, you do lose weight. Apparently, I haven't been laughing much lately <laughs> because I have gained some pounds. Where My wife actually said to me, we haven't had sex in a while. She said, you lose 20 pounds, and I will have sex with you. That is motivation. <laughs> Men will love to hear something. I immediately, I'm looking for pills. I'm looking for quick fixes. I got to get down. But to be honest, also, she did have sex with me. I just told her, don't look beyond the breasts. Don't go beyond, don't go lower than my breasts. And she did have sex with me. It was awesome. Thank God. But still, I'm motivated. I'm really motivated right now because I'm looking down and the shirt is busting out. This will really get you to watch YouTube. <laughs> I'm busting out of this shirt. My belly showing. I will do the best I can because I know our guest would be repulsed if he saw what's under here. <laughs> anyway, uh, our guest is somebody that uh, I've admired for years from afar. We don't know that one. I don't even know where the hell you live. But <laughs> we don't know one another that well. But I think there's a mutual admiration for oh, both of us. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I've seen your work. I love watching your work. And you have such a diversified career. I really appreciate that. Joey Medina is our guest. And you also come from a background that no one else comes from, right? Oh, yeah, well, not I've, in the comedy business. Yeah, I've done well. I, I, I've, I'm like my own job fair. I've done so <laughs> many things right. at the, you know, the age that I am. Even though I, I feel like I'm a thousand years old. I'm a professional boxer. I was a yeah. police officer, and that was just a couple of things. And then I, I did uh, bail bondsman. I did, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I repossessed cars. I, I delivered pizza. I've done every job you can think of. It's pretty much I've, I've had. You know, you, and I'm a filmmaker. Did you ever uh, take the pizza? That's all I want to know. Did you uh, ever actually take a slice? Oh, yeah, of course. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was young. I didn't know. <laughs> of course. When we're younger, <laughs> yeah. when you're younger, you really do commit these little crimes. I think about yeah. it all the time. I was just back in my hometown, like driving by places. Uh -huh. Oh, I stole records from there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I robbed their garage. I mean, I was, it was like a tour of crime for me. Yeah, and it's funny. When you're a kid, you're like, this is fun. Yes. You know, and now I think, oh, I would never do that. I would never do this. Do you, do you have kids? Yeah. yeah and how, how old are they? They're, older they're, kids, right? they're older. Now, now when you're kids, <laughs> they're so when they're growing up, I want to ask you a question. Like, what do you tell them about your past? Do you Because I can't imagine my kids doing one of these things, yeah. let alone I did it on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, you know, one of, my, one of my kids ended up getting in trouble when he was younger, like around 16, 17. 
And um, it actually brought us together because he ended up going to juvie for like a year. <gasps> Whoa. And um, nothing major, but, you know, enough to go to ju juvie. Oh, right? juvie. Yeah, yeah. So we were We used to call it Monkey Hall. Monkey Hall. We called it Monkey Hall. <laughs> oh, he's, he's in Monkey Hall. That was like a big rumor that would spread. Oh, Gibby Gilbert, he's in Monkey Hall. Oh, my God. That meant you're, you're like banished to right, Siberia. Right, right, right. So he was in juvie. He was in yeah. Monkey Hall for what crime? It was uh, drug-related. Yeah? You know, and... Um, drug-related? Yes. <laughs> it's a relation to drugs? Oh, he's, or he, he sold an undercover cop some drugs oh that's that's a direct yeah. relations that's yeah. that's that's a mom and pop business right there and so. it's funny because now he's he's a banker he's got this huge house and he's wow. got you know two beautiful kids and a beautiful wife and do they his, know about the background yes yes they he's honest about that yeah and he um you know but he he it's completely night and day and i knew that always in him it was just he just you know i wasn't around the way i should have been and i he he was Run around with the bad crowd when you're a kid. You know, you yeah. do what they do, right? Yeah. Um, I was lucky growing up as a kid, even though I, I was bad at a very early age. But when I started boxing, it, it made me a better person because it kept me away from from the bad elements. Sure, right? and you're learning great values. Yeah. When you dedicate yourself to anything in yeah. life, you're learning a great value. And boxing, you have to be dedicated oh, yeah. or you're dead. Yeah, you just, there's no smoking, there's no drinking, there's no drugs. Yeah. And you learn, uh, other, other, you know, People who are in team sports, baseball, football, basketball, you're part of a group. And so you do things with a group. So people, kids who are in those group sports tend to be always part of a group. Mm. A boxer is on his own. So he tends to like stand up. Yeah, exactly. And Perfect they tend to background. be by yeah. themselves. Wow. Interesting. You know? and, and the people you do mingle with are kind of the, in the same boat you're in. They're boxers or comedians because we, we get each other. Uh, do right. you find a lot of common ground when you were hanging out with the boxers and hanging out with the comics? A lot of common ground, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we, we knew not to eat this. We, we knew not to eat that. We, yeah. you know, we, well, comedians we, don't know that. Oh, we yeah, eat the worst no, food we, ever. Yeah, drink. <laughs> we do everything. And it's the same way. And, and, and you know, it's funny. You're talking about boxing and comedy. Boxing and comedy are so similar. So similar, especially mentally. Yeah. You know, because as a, as a boxer, it's you against the opponent, right? As a comedian, it's us against the audience. And... Some audiences are great. Some opponents are great. You know, there are times where um, in boxing, you hit somebody with your best shot, and they just look at you. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, now what I do, right? In comedy, we, we hit a crowd with the, our, one of our best jokes, and they just look at us. Well, right, ironically okay, called a punchline. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah exactly. <laughs> so so it's, it's boxing comedy yeah. so much. And I, yeah. I think I started doing well in comedy early on in my career, and I think it was because I had the, the boxing mentality. I think that just kind of, it was just a transition to something else. Even the fans are similar. Yeah, they yeah. think you're the bad guy. They boo the bad guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you know, if you're good, they, they love you. And your fans are, you know, fans are, uh, or the audiences are, when the spotlight's on you, everybody loves you. When all of a sudden you're, the spotlight's not on you or you're not doing well or yeah. you're being canceled, now they're, they, they laugh. And, and I've learned that. I learned that in boxing. I, learned, I remember I was undefeated. I think it was like 9-0 or something like that. And every fight I would win, you know, everyone be in my dress room afterwards. They would take pictures, you know, autographs and congratulations. And then I lose a fight. I finally lost a fight. And I remember I walked in the dress room and I turned around and nobody was there. Mm. And I was like, and it, it hurt my feelings. Like I was really hurt. And then I, I just sat down and I'm like, okay, I get it. Everybody just loves a winner. That was it. Wow. I just, I learned that le in one second, I learned a lesson and I did what I did after every fight. I would call my mom. And I called my mom, and I'm like, Mom, hi. you know, she's like, oh, how'd it go? Did you win? I'm like, no, I lost. She's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is okay. Yeah. Because I got my mom, and that's it, that's always going to be consistent. I, th I think part of it is people live through you. The people that can't achieve for mm -hmm. themselves, they live through your shine. Yeah. You know, and they go with your glow. Whatever's around you, they kind of, like... It's the, their only way to success a lot of times, right. you know, the hanger honors or, no, or the right. fans or things like Same that. Same thing but, as a comedian. But the thing exactly. is, if we have a bad set, you know, nobody wants to be around. Nobody buys you the drink afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, even your comic friends like, hey, awesome set. And we're like, no, that sucked. Dude. I know it sucked. <laughs> like, you know, but it's, uh, um, it's the same thing. You know, when you're doing well and you're doing hot and you're, 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 you got all this attention, you got TV shows and you're doing this, everybody wants to be your friend. Everybody wants to be part of you. When you're not, nobody picks up the phone anymore. Nobody yeah. calls you How no about more. that moment when you perform with someone that did better than you and you're standing with them? Uh -huh. And the fans are on the way out. 
and this person killed, and you didn't have a good set. Oh yeah, that's happened. Isn't yeah. that the worst? <laughs> yes. When they do the, you know what, you know the line I'm going to go with. They compliment the yeah. hell out of the person who killed. Great show. All right, nice job. Just you like were good too. Yeah, you were yeah, good yeah, too. Yeah, or yeah. something like that, right? It is the worst feeling in the world. It is. It's a. It's an ego hit. And and listen, I've had it happen not that often because I usually headline, right, but right. lately. Like, I was actually at a show watching mm. a comedian, and people kept coming up and had no idea who I was, and I didn't go on stage. It still was hard. Right, right, right. They still give me the, you were good, too. Yeah, especially <laughs> you know? when you're like, I didn't even go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, a little, it's a little difficult, but the older you get, the more you are in a little more acceptance of what life is about. Right. And a little more understanding about this is how people do gravitate towards heat, Right. You know, Hollywood's definitely that way. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God, it's the worst illusion of heat and forget about it. It's know. all make-believe. It really so is make-believe. So much make-believe, yeah. The friends are make-believe. And not 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 all the friends, obviously, because I have friends that are just, no matter what I did, they're always going to be my friend. Yeah. And um, Are they friends, old friends from the hood? I, from back yeah, in I, have, the I have a lot yeah. of those, and but a lot of new friends. I have, you know, really close comic friends that are... You do? Yeah, that are, we're like brothers, and it's... But did you grow up in the business and fail together, and then, and that's how you became friends? No, I think or it was just Or did you become chemistry. friends when you were both successful? Chemistry. I think we were both, um, he, uh, I'm talking about my buddy Drew Marks. I think you met him once. Mm -hmm. And uh, he started actually stand up before I did. And I remember one time I was doing a, a crappy gig, and uh, he, he used to have a, a craft service company, and he did craft service for one of my movies I, I did and that's how we originally met but then we were doing comedy one day and he you know he he, he laid off because he was doing craft services and we were just talking and he's like man um i really want to do get back to comedy man i love it that's what i care about and i and i totally understand what he was you know what he what he's what he meant so i had a gig coming up in vegas and i go hey i'm gonna open for me in vegas come in vegas we'll hang out mm -hmm. and he said yes and uh like we, dri we drove to vegas and we fucking Freaking fell in love. I'm like, I love this guy. He's just a nice guy. Now we're best friends, and everywhere I go on the road, I oh, that's that's when the love affair yeah, began. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on the on the drive on the there, drive, yeah, we we've been to Thailand together, Malaysia, really? performed in Malaysia. He opens for you all the ways, yeah. or do you ever open for him? Uh, I opened for him once, yeah, in, uh, in Vancouver. And uh -huh. uh, how did uh, that work? How did you <laughs> do the the coin flip? No, it was it was just. The way it went, and I, I'm yeah. okay. I, I have zero problems. With I'm it. with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't care. I have zero ego. Ego. I'd, ra I'd rather open. Yeah, because then it's so no, much no less pressure. pressure. Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> no Bill pressure. Bellamy was insistent that he close when we worked together. Uh -huh. I was like, go ahead, yeah, great, that's awesome. It was a little <laughs> weird. It was a little weird because known, you know, it was after show. Right. Hey, you know, so, you you don't sign something when you open for people. You right, don't right. sell merchandise, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a different dynamic. I have a. Um, Caroline Ray and I really hit it off. I, okay, I nice. love Caroline yeah. Ray. And I think she's one of the best comedians yeah. ever. She's worked on uh, um, the show I do, Funny You Should Ask. That's right. Yeah. She told me about that. We were on the show that you copied, Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. Yeah, she, that's, that show was, totally is Hollywood Squares. <laughs> it's all, it's a, it's like, they might as well go, the ripoff of Hollywood yes. Squares. I mean, it's amazing. I watch that show. I'm going, what, what in the world? Yeah. This is, there's very little difference except you're not in a square. Yeah, that's the only difference. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> she's on that one now. But we used to be on Hollywood Squares together. But anyway, we would like to tour together. And I said, uh, well, we're going to flip-flop. And she goes, no, we're not. You're going to close every show. I go, no, no. And so we're already yeah. arguing. I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know how you decide. But so you two, you, you're a headliner and he's a headliner too, but yes. you've, is it, is it because, why do you end up to be the headliner in a situation like that? How well, do you think that happens? Well, it's, it's, I think I just stayed more busy and I think he, he's, he stayed away from comedy for, for a while. Oh God. So when he came back, it was kind of just working with me. Right. And, but uh, you know, when, when I book him, when I work somewhere and I and I bring him with me, I right. let him know this, he's a headline. Just so you know, <laughs> you know. So you let the booker know. Yeah, because yeah. he's because they're like, well, who who is he? If they don't know who he is, and I'm like, oh, no, this guy is. He rocks what do you, what do you think headline. makes him your bestie? Just chemistry, man. It's just like the the same like, way we meet. You know, the way we're attracted to the opposite sex. It's like you know you. <laughs> yeah. I call him my comedy husband, man. And you, know, <laughs> like, you guys are gay. Like we, we even <laughs> jokes about that. We're always together, right? <laughs> yeah. And but it's just he's he's. 
he's he's a great human being and yeah. I, and, I, and he's honest and he and I and I I just love him to death. I think he's hilarious, which helps. You know, if he sucked, I wouldn't take him on the road no matter right. how much I liked him. Right. <laughs> but he's 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 great. That's great. You found that, and yeah, you yeah. also found somebody that's not uh, an ego maniacal yeah, person. No. Yeah, him and I that don't wants care about to any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I do. That's why I don't <laughs> get along with anybody. But. Uh, I, I get along with you based on your posts. Sometimes this oh, yes. happens. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it happens. Like I watch your posts and you're like a good human being. And I, mm -hmm. I noticed that from your posts. And um, I'm sure you're aware of this is many people get disturbed and upset mm -hmm. if you go political. Yes. But my premise is, and see if you agree with this, it's not political. It's societal. We're yeah. making comments on things that bother us about lack of values and ethics yes. rather than the person who's with a party because every party has these issues. Right, right. It, but some people, if they have, if there are, some people have worse, then you're going to point it out. So we do as comedians. Yeah, and I think that's, you're right, because I've never been political in my life, ever. Oh, you too. Yeah, never. I didn't, until, you know, someone became president. And then also, <laughs> to me, it wasn't about politics. And again, it right. wasn't even, a, it even yeah. wasn't about like values. I don't walk around saying, oh, you're, you're an evil person. Or you're a bad person. Or you're, you don't have any morals because God, God knows I've screwed up many times. God knows I'm sure. not a perfect person. Right. And I never, and I would never ever go around, oh, this person's good. That person's bad. But he was the president. All right. So I'm sorry. At that point, all eyes are on you, mm -hmm. and now you've got to have a certain standard. I'm, I can't be president because I don't have that standard. I can't. I, right. I'm not that kind of. You know, I'm not good enough of a person. And if you have the character that it takes, it should be fine that people are are scrutinizing, right, right. challenging. But he was a person that could not be challenged. No, I know, and that's freaked the thing. out on any challenge. And then, I used to say. He'd say fake news. Right. Obviously, we know who we're talking about here. And again, we're not being political. <laughs> we're, we're, not, talking we're, about, we're talking about human nature. This is what right. comedians do, okay? Right. So don't say stick to comedy because we are sticking yeah. to comedy. And not we, only that, we scrutinize and analyze human nature. Yeah, not just yeah. that. What I, I've never understood when someone says, well, you're an actor, you're a comedian, right. you, you should stick to that. First of all, you're a plumber and you're talking about politics. Why can't I? Right. It's a job, man. I'm, I have an opinion just like you have an opinion. They have an opinion on you. Yeah. That's what they, I say to them. I exactly. go, well, well, because you are one of those occupations, that yeah. means you're voicing your opinion to me, so should you shut up as well? Yeah. The other thing I used to say to them is, well, where does he come from? Right, right. You know, like any actor that became an actor became president with Ronald Reagan. Right, right. I mean, as I say, I say well, did you have a problem with that? It's like this is where people go blind, and you've got to have common sense and and also common decency to have conversations and be okay with if we're right. challenging yes. your person. Don't deify that person. That was the biggest difficulty I've always had with him mm -hmm. is deifying someone. Of especially of that character, because right. I come from an area, Atlantic City, that he literally right. yeah. said he would make it great again, and absolutely, and They're this not. is this is this is just a fact. He destroyed it. Right. I mean, it didn't pay people's bills. Yep. You don't act like that and be a leader. So that was the difficulty I had. So why do people have a problem with me having difficulty about right. that? And like before, I've he, had people that literally say, "I will no longer pay to see your show." That is ridiculous. Because I said one little comment. I was even about Pence. I made right. one about the fly, and they said, I will never see you again. That's where people are right yeah, now. Ridiculous. Are we really that closed? Yes, some people really are. You think I would ever do that? Joe Biden, I, yeah, I mean, you think I'd say something? Somebody says something about Joe yeah, Biden? Like, hey, that's you know, your I'll, I'll never watch you sing again? Right. <laughs> you know. Now, I might not watch Hercules because Kevin Sorba's yeah. opinions. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. No, true. I don't watch it no more. No, <laughs> no but in the, th in the thing is, it's just, it, it's like I had... Before he ran for president, I didn't care. I had zero opinions of him. I didn't care. I, I mean, he, I oh, still I thought yeah. he was a, you know, a jerk and all that. But, right. I, but I didn't say a word about him. But all of a sudden, now when when you, it's supposed to matter, yeah. then it's different. The standards are different. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, you got. Well, I, I applaud you for having the courage because I did not as much. Mm -hmm. Now even now I'm like, you know, oh geez, they're gonna. I, but then again, there's part of me that goes, oh. If you have a problem with that and you're going to cancel things, you're going to be the most lonely, sad yeah. person yes. ever. Because if you're going to cancel every single person, every artist that you enjoy, mm -hmm. because you don't agree with what they said about your person who you deify, you have problems. Right.
If you Look, deify anybody, you have problems. I don't support anyone full on. Yeah, me either. If, if someone had a criticism about my son, I go, yeah, he's an asshole sometimes. But, some, but they, they, <laughs> right. they did with him. It, he yeah. could have done anything. And people are like, okay, it's okay. I, and I'm like, no, it's not okay. What happened to people? I, what see, is that I can't that happened to people that that's what they became? It, it, it's, it's a cult. That's what it was. And it was how do people, I've never seen a president do rallies before. No. Where did that come from? Yeah. And why does not why are people not saying something about that? It's ridiculous. That does not resonate with me, and I'm going to have an opinion on that because I don't think any president should have rallies. They should be doing things in office. Yeah, but he didn't care about that. He didn't care about any of that shit. Like he just cared about himself. himself. That's it. And that's that was so. It. You and I see that, and we also recognize ourselves and people as well because as comics, we are we can tend to be self obsessed. But I think you. Uh, share this with me is we've also evolved past that yes and you expect people to be an adult like him yeah in a position like that like be an adult and That's be self-evaluative right people say okay what what oh his policies this first of all i i don't like anything any of the policy i don't like any of this but i go uh, one simple reason he's a bad human being you, That's it. Well, you and I share that. <laughs> He's you, a bad human being. You and I share that. And, no, and people can't look, change my mind by going, what about Joe Biden? What about yeah, Hunter Biden? A, you can't change right, my mind right. about my thoughts on someone who has continued to be a bad human right. being. It's not like he's had a couple little problems like we all have. Yeah, I've done some. Had, oh, I've done bad human stuff. Yeah, see, me too. We talked about that earlier. So at what point in your life that you have like an epiphany that you would never go back there and certainly not vote for it, right. that we don't want to go back to being a criminal, don't right. want to be back to being a jerk or even, you know, abusive. Right. We don't want to go back to that because we become enlightened. And, and, and sometimes you know? it's people raise, rise to the occasion, right? If, if, um, if all of a sudden you and I, became president because everyone else in the world died, right? Or whatever. I think we would- <laughs> Is that what it- yeah. Joe, really, really. That's what it's going to come down <laughs> to? Craig, you know what? <laughs> the only reason you could ever become president, Craig, is if everyone else died. Yes, I'm like, all right. You're the you're- only one in the world. <laughs> yeah, You'd have to left. elect yourself. <laughs> so. I'll vote for you. You vote for me. And we'll okay. do it together. The, we're the yeah, last two yes. people remaining. No, but I think we would rise to the occasion. We'd be like, you know what? No more shenanigans. I've got to be a better yeah. per- human being. Right. And he didn't. He just right. rode with it. And, and, and I don't know. I just didn't dig that, man. No, and I just, and listen, you know. I have this problem with um, someone in my life is like an extreme. People don't understand this. I want to talk to you about this. Okay. We come from a show business, which is filled with narcissists. Oh, yes. Filled. Yes. <laughs> it kind of, it almost comes with the territory. You have mm. to have some degree of self-obsession at least. Yes. To keep going in a business that is filled with rejection. How many times do you think you've been rejected in your life? A gazillion. Is, is that a number? It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's look that up. We yes. have to fact check that. I mean, really, the amount of rejection. I don't even think people have an idea. They think that you're like living in this, this big life, you know, and then they yeah. say, I'm going to cancel you because you're a jerk. You're a Hollywood guy. You're whatever those things. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any idea? Yeah, like boxers, too. Oh, boxers, too. What it takes to go to get to the top. The it's amount of rejection, the amount of knockouts. And the thing is, I we've think... Been, we've been equivalent of knocked out. Oh, yeah. How many times? We oh, should have f- concussions, Oh, Joey. a few times, yeah. Should, a few times, I, yeah. Right? How many times you up for a part, up for a job, whatever it is, reject, reject, reject. It was crazy. I've, I, I've had so many things where, you know, during COVID, I, I got... Uh, during COVID, still COVID. I, I got sick. I had COVID in April. And then I get a part in a movie. And I couldn't do the that part. Stop you know? it. Yeah. And um Really? Why don't you call your buddy Craig? <laughs> Come on. I could have played a you know, it was a small a part, Puerto but it was Rican a nice boxer. part. Yeah. <laughs> and um but you, but yeah, you know how it is, man. You know, clubs don't call you. It is funny. It's like when I did I did um what was it? Oh, I had a radio show in LA and it was a really top radio show. And I remember right before that I was trying to get agents and yeah, I wasn't get really getting that much attention. Then all of a sudden I get the radio gig. They did a, um, oh, I think a $2 million billboard campaign with my face all over L.A. on buses, wow. in the, the trains. I remember yeah, that. Around 2006, 2007. Whoa, everywhere. It was everywhere. What station was that? It was uh, um, it was like Latino 96.3. Yes. Yeah, you had a partner, like, right? Yeah, I had a partner, but, yes. but it was my show. And, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But wow. it was funny. It, it was not two weeks later, every agent was calling me up. 
Every mm. agent. And I already picked, at that time I picked Gersh. But I took, I went to lunch with all these agents and I made them, I, I went to the nicest, most expensive places, yeah. Dantana, and I made them buy me lunch because I go, you, if you want to play this game, I'll play the game as well. Wow. Because I go, look, I knew. You reversed it. You yeah. took your time in the sun yeah. and said, yeah. I'm going to get what I can. <laughs> Absolutely. I had the best free dinners, dinners and yeah. free dinners, free everything. Because now they wouldn't know you in a lineup. <laughs> no, exactly. Now I can't. Now my, insur my insurance agent doesn't even call me back. You know what I mean? So it's like. So I ran into an agent, <laughs> like one of my agents in uh -huh. an airport. And I and the guy says, oh, this is so-and-so, a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And he goes, hey, nice to meet you. I go, uh, you've been my agent for three years. <laughs> Honest to God. Hilarious. I didn't tell him that. I'm your right, client. Right, right, right. That's how bad it is. We're even rejected by people that are supposed oh, yeah. to be there for us. But you know the beautiful thing, though? The beautiful thing, this is the business that we can, we can there's ups and downs. And we can, nobody can know who we are right now. Everybody could not make a call. Then something happens where tomorrow everybody's all over us again. Yeah. And it's and it's just, that's the way it works. It's, it's, just a, it's an weird... illusion. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an all illusion. illusion of heat. But you have to milk and you have to know how to use it well. You yeah. know, like... And there's the part where the ego comes in I wanted to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. I've, I've actually filed for divorce from my ego. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I filed for divorce. And it's pretty cool. Right, right. It's like I'm having fun with it, trying to stay married. The ego's going, hey, yeah, yeah. remember that sex we had in the back of the car? No, I mean, it's really, really not easy, right. especially in this business. But then again, some of it is easy because I resonate more with people like you, people that come from adversity, mm -hmm. people that come from other jobs and occupations that weren't just totally obsessed on being famous. Right? right? You weren't always totally no, obsessed with being all. famous or... Right? No, I, I I want it just to be good at whatever I did. Exactly. Exactly. Same here. So if we have a little pivot, right. I want to be really good at what the pivot is. Right. I coach now. I'm doing a lot of oh, coaching. Cool. Yeah. Not not children's sports. I tried that. I was not very good. <laughs> I had a team that literally didn't bad score news, a, real single, life bad news a bears. single touchdown. They didn't score a single. We came within one inch, one game. No, that's but I was, that was it. But they did it again. They, they, gave me, they gave me three kids with special needs. That was not fair. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, it's, I really admire people like you that say, you know, I'm going to be passionate for things that are good for people. You know, like, like I can be there for them, be of service to them. And it's not always about me. Right. Here's the rub, Joey, is we also have to, I think, I'm trying to figure this one out, mm -hmm. be self-promoting. Yes. <laughs> and I'm horrible at that as well. Right. I'm horrible at that. I'm not like. Because you feel like a jerk being yes. an egomaniac yes. by going, hey, look at me. I can't even, I can't even sell merch. I sell merch, but I hate doing it because I feel like I'm begging. <laughs> know. You know, there's some guys out there. <laughs> and I'm not going to so mention cheap. names because I don't want them to think I'm talking bad about them. That I love that they sell it. They, they sell stuff like oh, that. Ridiculous. They, they, the, the, you know. The, the, they make the almost as guy. much as they, they oh make God, almost yes. as much as they do for their act. By the way, I did it for years too. Mm -hmm. But I feel like. So cheap. Yeah, I can't. Do, it's hard for me to do it. But people, here's the here's the part that I've I've heard the other side of this uh -huh. is let people let people have that moment with you, and don't get into your own ego saying I shouldn't be doing this. They're yeah. really happy meeting you. Yeah, and I do. I I even when I don't have merch, I I shake hands, meet, yeah. meet all the yeah, time, sign and pictures yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But. So I have to look at it at both sides. It's right. difficult. I mean, we have to make that decision on I've you know, I've had I actually had to go to therapy mm -hmm. over taking a bow. Wow, okay. I can't take a bow because that thing in my head, do you have any of this where you go, Oh, you know, because it's my parents or whatever, they right. you know, knock that off your shoulder, you know, like who do you think you are? That's interesting. So I couldn't bow my whole life. My therapist showed up at my show. I go to uh -huh. the therapy and she goes, you didn't bow. I go, how'd you know? So I was there. <laughs> she said, I thought we worked on that. You were going to bow. I said, oh, I don't know. Just so do you bow after a show? No, I, I don't bow unless it's, uh, for instance, we all come out. Then we'll take a bow together. Oh, that, yeah, yeah they do it on TV. A, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but I, I don't in general comedy club. I personally don't. That's my thing. But let me I, ask you why. I don't know. I don't think because I've ever bowed, maybe. You know, like, no, so I want you to go deeper. Come on, Joey. Come on, let's come on, baby. <laughs> well, Doc, um, <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It's, Do but, I need but, a couch but, but for I you? Do have, but I know where you're going with this, and I know why. Because I have, I'm very aware of I don't want to look like I'm not humble. 
That's what I'm saying. I, I'm so aware of that. So you're so aware of, I don't want to be a narcissist. Yes, and I don't want to be an a-hole. Like, for instance, right. when I got the radio gig, right? Yeah. I, was making, I was making a lot of money. I'm not going to say how much, but I, I bought my mom, uh, my mom a house. I bought me a house, and I had an apartment. And um, it was good. But, and then because I was on the radio, every buddy of mine who had a comedy room at night, you know, ten, for $10 or $20 bar gig, I was saying yes to all of them. You were. Why? Because I didn't want to, to think be, I was right. the asshole that has a radio show now and doesn't want to do their little And you room. became too famous for them. Yeah. And, and by the way, be, we know people yeah. like that. Oh, yes. I definitely know people like that. And I didn't want to be want, that guy. I want so, you to sign language one of those people to me right now. Um, Give me a first initial on a sign language. Oh, Don't even say cameras. It. Yeah, I know there's cameras. I'll tell you that off We're, camera. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know one that I'll bet you and I have the same one. Probably, probably. That had a moment where it exploded and forgot everybody. <laughs> and I don't, I couldn't, to me, the, my best friends were the ones that were always there. And it was like, come on, man, let's go out. I'm treating, like, let's do, you know what I mean? Let's do that. And, but I didn't want to be that guy. And he, so here I am doing radio. I'm waking up at four in the morning, right? Or yeah. three in the morning, actually. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing gigs at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, almost your codependence everything. almost killed you. Yeah, I, I slept in yeah. my car so many times. Oh God, wow. Because I'm, I'm like, I don't want to crash and die. I'm meeting my doppelganger here. <laughs> Just a because little I don't want to say no to people. <laughs> a lot shorter. <laughs> but I don't want to say no to people. Yeah. So that's one thing I learned. If I'm ever in that position again, I'm just going to humbly say no to people. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, I just can't do it. I wake up at four in the morning and I can't do Let them know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I have, I, I have better things to do now. You don't want to say yeah. that. <laughs> no, but it's true. When I was doing radio, like, you know, six o'clock, I was, I was doing this already. You know? I am like, trying to get a mind meld with you right now <laughs> of the person we're thinking of. I'm almost sure we're thinking of the same person. Probably. There's a, there's, How can there's, we clue around there's, this there's one? There's definitely more than one. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. One child. Nope, not the same person. Okay, good. Wait. We'll work on it another time. Okay, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk afterwards. Okay, all right. I got a few. So I got that I, wrong. Okay. Then I'm going to give you opposite. People who are not the people who I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna bring up one guy who is usually so famous, generous, so generous, and would be the, exactly the same way if he didn't have a dime in his pocket, and that's Russell Peters. Wow, Russell Peters is the most amazing human being. He and hasn't returned a call of mine in years. <laughs> no, but he I'm really, laughing, but it's true. Re, no, it's, it's funny. True, but he, I never was one of his he boys. He doesn't you text know. me back all the time either. But he, know, uh, been, he knows me, and I know him. Yeah. But we, he doesn't. But he really text truly messages. is. I've seen him. Like like I've worked with a lot of. people. He actually gives to people. Yeah. Like he yeah. gives. He gives opportunities for opening acts. Yeah, that's by the way. You know, I got a little big too. I mean, a little bit, mm -hmm. and that's oh, one of, my, of course, that's one of my things. Is right. I I give people an opportunity to you know open for me like you do with your right. friend. I've tons of that. I mean, right. this, and I like that. Like you know, I like yeah. you know. For instance, I I love, but don't you find that they don't you find that they are even ungrateful? You've had, I've had that people. Before, yes, right? I've had people. But I have I some. I, don't, I, don't, I have like th three famous. People now uh -huh. that used to open for me and kiss my ass right. to open for me, and now they and would oh off. would blow me off, wouldn't know me in a lineup. <laughs> Dude, that's, see, that's messed up. That's messed I know, up. I know. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, that's that's messed up. I just because I see because, and I think maybe it's because we're both East Coast people, but I it I, does have something to do with it. Yeah, there's something rooted. I about, never forget. Yeah. Okay, like there's uh, there's a guy, um, and he's not he's not famous, but he, but he's known in L.A. A guy named Gilbert Esquivel. He's He's kind of the one that brought me out to L.A. Really? And even though, yeah, and even though with Gilbert, I don't talk to him every day. I see him maybe once a year. And, yeah. You know, but I will drop everything. I will drop everything at a, a drop of a dime if he, pick, if he calls me, if he needs something. Because he, I'll never forget what he did for me. I stayed at his house. He's, he's, he's treated me. I would never forget that. And even though it's, it's um, a matter of fact, I, almost 30 years ago, I promised that when I made it, I was going to buy his wife a, a Mercedes, and I'm still going to keep that promise <laughs> if it ever happens. Hey, wait a minute. Your radio days, you had the— I know, I could have screwed, know, I screwed you could up. Have, you could have skipped time. your mom's thought, house. Thought, you could have <laughs> skipped your mom for this promise you made. I mismanaged money back then. Oh, my God. You, just went, you went way down in my book now. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, but, but you see, but that's the guy, like, I'll never forget that. Yeah, because yeah. even though we, I don't see him every day, even you know, we don't do— but. He is still my f that friend, yeah. that important friend of me. And I've had people that I've helped and I've done a lot for. And um, and maybe not a lot, but monumental things, you know, like the first gig or the like things that. Mm. And, and now it's kind of like, 
they've forgotten it. Not that I want anything, because I don't. Like, I, I, their success is great, good for them, God bless them. I, 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 I wouldn't I, mind, I, but I you wouldn't mind getting a call from them. Yeah, but just, yeah. Like, I've got a huge Invite director. dinner. It, it was <laughs> a huge director, and I, mm-hmm. when he was nothing, I would give him opportunities. And, you know, how about an extra part? Yeah, no, no kidding. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, and I wonder about their character. You know, what kind of character is that? And you're, you're right. I do think it's not everyone from the East Coast, but there is something that we're brought up. What do you think that is? It's, it's, it, it, I think it's just the way we brought up. And I think it's very streetish, very, you know. And when, Loyal to your yeah, friends. Yeah, and that's it. Loyal that's to the people you, you went through things with. Mm-hmm. Because before there was comedy, right. there was that. Right. And that is similar to comedy because you're, you're, you're creating a brotherhood, sisterhood. Mm-hmm. You're creating a safe place for you because you protect one another. Right. Same thing with comedy and, and boxers. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is. It's, it's, um, I always say about the East Coast is there's literally roots in trees. Here, <laughs> there, here it's like, you know, palm, did you know palm trees are not indigenous to California? Did no, you I didn't know, know that. Oh, there was a golf course that had to close because they had all these palm trees. They had to take the palm trees out because it, it's, it's not... Um, I was going to say economically, environmentally right. uh, conscious to have these. All the palm trees are imports. Oh, I did not. How know symbolic that. is that of California yes. and Hollywood, right? Yes. Which the streets are lined with these beautiful, gigantic palm trees. Those Beverly Hills estate areas. Mm-hmm. Compl- they're all. It's phony. There's palm just, trees. Just like LA. Just like <laughs> LA. Is that amazing? Yep. But I go back east, man. Oh my God, the roots and these trees yeah. that have been there for centuries. Uh-huh. There's stories to tell, and there's something about that. These you're living next to another rooted person, and you make a forest together. Yeah, and that's why you never forget. Like for instance, I, I, it's on social media because they still live on the East Coast, but I have friends from junior high school that we still, you know, yeah. say hi and hang out because. I remember those days playing handball in the Bronx, you know? I remember handball. Stuff. Yeah, handball. I was a handball champion, baby. I did good. And then, um, handball. What kind yeah. of handball did you play? And by the way, was it called something else? I talked to Eleanor Kerrigan about this. In oh. Philly, we called it something else. Oh, it no, sounds like yeah. a racial term, but I looked it up and it's not. Okay. No, we, we just called it handball. And we played with the Spalding ball. Remember the little, little ball? Spalding balls. Yes. Yeah. But there was a pimple ball, too. We used that for stick ball. We'd saw it in half. Did you do that half ball? Did you ever try that? It was called, oh. because we didn't have much, you know, you couldn't right. hit a ball and it would knock somebody's window right, out. Right, right. Or we go, like, really far away into another neighborhood yeah, yeah. and you would never see yeah, it again down a sewer. High, but we played stickball. We, could, we played stickball. Stick but but we played with a half ball, so it didn't oh, go as far. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know we didn't do that. Oh, we did that if we couldn't afford a, a brand new Spalding, then we just you know, played with a broken one. Yeah, you had to that play with halfway you, you <laughs> duct tape and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And then you know you yell out car. That means everybody breaks. Let the car go by. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the the sewer was home base. You know? Of course, yes. somebody's jacket was second. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> you know, a, a frisbee was a oh, chewed yeah, up frisbee yeah, yeah, from yeah, a yeah. dog was third. Yeah, yeah. I love the innovations that we had. That's mm-hmm. another thing I think is part of the. The rooted thing that I'm talking about mm-hmm. is we had innovations that you had to do as a child with no money. Right. Because you didn't just go to parents and say, give me that. Yeah. You had to literally ad-lib yep. games. You had to ad-lib the fields of the games. It was always uh-huh. different. Everyone had a right. different field. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have different fields like Yankee Stadium and, you know, all the stadiums throughout the country. No, we, every neighborhood had a different field. Yep. Old man catalities. Awning was a double, right, you know, right. all that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Y- yeah, and, and same with walls for wall yeah. ball or, or whatever it was, buck buck or any of those games. We had to, and I think that's a really good thing. I never want to sound like the old man, you kids today. <laughs> you kids today are you spoiled. Don't, you don't know what cursive is. Yeah. <laughs> My son had to sign something recently. He's like, how do I do that? 11 years old. <laughs> Literally, he had to sign a release for parasailing. Uh-huh. And he goes, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, don't, you don't have a signature. And I realized they don't have signatures. Yeah, they don't teach that anymore. They, they, he had no idea what to do, so he's there. It took him like yeah, 10 minutes to finish his whole name. He was like, <laughs> he's doing these loops. And, and typing. Did you take typing growing up? Yeah. yeah I had to take typing. You know, I'm going to give you a really quick story, but it's yeah. about typing. When I first moved to L.A., um, I didn't have an agent, obviously. I didn't have any, you know, any, anything. But I wanted to sound like I had an agent. So I made up a, his name was Joseph Ross, was my agent. I don't know. It was a name I thought of. This one you weren't as good yeah. writer. And, and I was <laughs> Joseph Ross. And I would call, okay. and I would call up. I would call up. You know, comedy clubs and stuff as my agent. And I wanted it to sound like a busy office, so I had a CD 
of a busy office. You did not. Sound effect. You did yes, not. Yes, I swear to God. But the, the <laughs> yes, but the funny thing was, yes, it was right after, right when computers were starting to come out. Yeah. So I'm like, there's something wrong with it. And what it was, was you would hear the typings. Nobody was typing anymore. Nobody typed anymore. So I'm like, God, I got to get another sound effect. Oh, that is classic. I never even knew that sound effect existed. I used to try that. You'd be 10 year. You're your own agent at the time. Because no one's ever going to talk you up like you. No, Have you ever correct. had an agent? No, of course. That actually, my like, mom to com- right. <laughs> just say anyone completely somebody yeah. that completely makes those calls and believes in you. Yeah. And speaks on your behalf because it's easy when you're on top. It's easy to believe in someone. Like it's easy to sell them, right? But when when you're not on top, it's hard. It's harder to sell. And yeah. it's and you you get these agents that they don't want, they don't want to work. All they want is to get the phone call. They, they feel don't want to make the calls. Phone call. They don't yes. make them. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's and they're all about and then they'll steal clients. Mm-hmm. That's their whole business. Right. They steal clients from other agents. Right. Because that their the talent is on the rise. Mm-hmm. But they're not stealing a client that they think might have some potential. Yeah. They don't build anybody. Yeah. They don't. Do do you go to nightclubs or venues and spot talent yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. There were there were people. I, I think only twice in my life I saw a comedian. I go, I wish I was a manager. I would manage manage them. Yeah, this happened to me too. Yeah, and um, I think you were on a show that it happened. I think I, I saw someone on. I think she was on a show. She was on a show with you out here in Westlake. Remember you did a show out here in oh, Westlake? Yeah, yeah. I oh no, she, she might not. Zara Mizrahi. I don't know if you know. No, she wasn't on that show. But I met her out here, and I remember going. Oh man, I'm, I th- I got a discovery here. You know, you feel like Melissa Villasenor, who's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she. I you first did time not. I, no, I, first time I saw her was in. Uh, um, I put her up at the Laugh Factory. Did not. Yeah, and I was like, I want to manage her if I could be a manager because I knew I go. This show's so incredible. Talented. She's so talented. I just worked with her at uh, Nova. The Nova. Oh yeah, yeah. The Nova Comedy. Yeah, shows, yeah. yeah. Those big shows. Yeah. My God, the people. Yeah. She was like. She was like the the fourth most famous. I mean, they, they yeah. put, I know, know, yeah, but she, but she's she's she was so such talented. an amazing talent. Yeah, she's she, the, she's the really passionate she about her writing too. I, you know, I, I felt like I was bothering her by saying hello. Right. You know I, mean? I didn't really know her at all. Yeah, no, but she was. I only met her a few times, but I remember I was going to write some sketches for her, but we it just never panned out. Yeah, um, I wish I would have, because then you know I would have known her better. But um, I remember, yeah, I remember seeing her at the Laugh Factory. And I remember going, oh my god, I want to. I want to manage this girl. I'm not even a manager, but I want to because I know she's going to blow up. And Did some of right. it have to do with, I mean, do you relate more to, you're called a Latino, right? Yeah, yeah whatever. I'm cool. I know you're in the original Latin kings of comedy. <laughs> you're in Latin Palooza. And by the way, no one speaks Latin. You're not yeah, up there going, hey, e pluribus unum, my peeps. What <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, de- definitely not. I can't even speak Spanish. So. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it's very little. Very little. I'm having people do work in my yard, and they're all Hispanic. And I'll say a few words, and then they start talking to me. I'm like, oh, God, I got to get somebody else. Yeah, and you look the part. They probably think you... I can have a conversation, but I'm not proud of the way I speak Spanish. I'm a little shocked right now. That's a big shocker. I can have a conversation, but not a great Where are your parents from? I'm Puerto Rican. Right, but they're from Puerto Rico? Both parents are Puerto Rico. They (laughs) both speak perfect Spanish. But the way it was growing up in the Bronx was, and I was raised mostly with my grandmother, was... They would speak in they would speak in Spanish. I would speak back in English, so that's how we knew how to con- how to communicate. Yeah. And it was um, I never so had you to can speak un- Spanish. You understand? Spanish. Yeah, I understand Spanish, but can't speak it. No, and then I'm the, the opposite. I can speak languages, but not understand a oh, single wow. word that they're saying. Really? <laughs> you know, oh no! They, I'm like you lost me at like right, right. we. You know, yeah. and then the things with Spanish was different. Like you, know, Mexican Spanish is a little different than you know Puerto Rican Spanish. Right. And, and then so of course the Spaniards. Yeah, Spaniards is way different. Well, you have they, to have a lisp. I was you know? about to say yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah. where that came from, right? I found. I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I heard it was. I guess one of a king or yep. somebody You're had a lisp, it. and everybody was imitating him so that he wouldn't feel bad. Something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't use the word imitating him, but okay. they but to honor him and not be oh, beheaded, okay. right? They all talk like him, and apparently, I don't want to be, you know, homophobic here or right, be, right. you know, not woke. Right. But he was queeny. Oh, okay. So he had the lisp like this, right. though. He okay. brought the Yeah, so it wasn't so, even a real lisp. It was just. <laughs> it was like no. It was yeah. like, listen. Let's face it. Uh, there are gay men that talk like that oh, yes. with a lisp. Absolutely. I'm not making that up. No, no. That's absolutely. what makes me so angry with the woke and right. and the cancel culture and all that. There are people. 
that talk certain ways. Right. It's like if I do a southern accent, that's how they talk. Right. You know, there are people, I'm not saying all people from the south talk like that. Right. Not all don't talk like this, but there are some that do. Right, right, right. Right. right? No, you can say like right, if somebody if all of a sudden somebody walked into a room and they spoke like that, you're like you're from the south. If somebody um came to a room and they were uh if they were overly flamboyant, you were like, You're probably gay or maybe a nice skater. Well, that's kind of something. <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, that was redundant. But uh yeah. I have a but, joke in my act about that. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> I used to watch figure skating, right? You know, and you wait for them to you know, at first they try to play it straight in the uh-huh. post interview. Right. I started my program in Axel. Then I went to Lutz and Triple South, how in a pike position. I'm sorry, I'm crying. That Russian bitch gave me a four. She has a penis. Anyway, so you see that imitation I'm doing is an imitation of people that I met like that. I'm not making it up. No. And I'm also, not, it's not homophobic. You know not what I think homophobic all. is? I think, it's, I think it's fear of being a homophobic. That's what I think. When people are homophobic, yeah. I think they fear that they are homosexuals and that's why they are in fear because they're going oh my god i never want to approach that right. i'm sure there are people like that and the thing is it's like my best friend in high school and i, I do a bit about this in my act too in the high school was uh was gay mm-hmm. and um did you know at the time yeah everybody his nickname was victor the fag Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was back in in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That's just a true story, (laughs) folks. It's a true story. You're not saying you would use that language now, not approving of it. But the thing was, the way I met Victor was, um, he he would always sit in lunch with this girl who had Yvette Harper. I still remember her name. She's hot. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, her boobs came in first, like, you know. Sure, yeah. Two minutes before the rest of her body. Exactly. I got you. And and I was a boxer. I was was golden gloves, you know, high school and everything. And I would just sit across the the room, the the lunchroom, and I would watch her. And she would always sit with Victor. And then one day, these two idiots from a football team came over and started messing with Victor, you know, playing with his food and, you know, harassing him. And I thought to myself, I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to go there, save the day. Then I'll hook up with the girl. But instead, Victor and I became girlfriends. I don't know how it happened, but I loved him. He was so funny. He was, he was one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life. Yeah. Just naturally funny. He's very flamboyant. He looked like Al DeBarge. He had the little mustache, curly, kinky. Yeah. He was Puerto Rican, but he, he, he looked dark. And, uh, but I loved him. He was and did he teach you things? Dude. I mean, yes. my, my friend Mark taught me how to dance. No, he didn't. Like, literally, he would take me into his his bedroom and teach me how to dance. I think he taught me how to how to be funny. Wow. Believe it or not. Interesting. Because what Are I Are you giving him credit for the first time right now, but from that or have you thought about that before? No, no, I've thought that about he, this before. Yeah, that he taught you how to be funny. Because what I cuz I was very shy, believe it or not, as a kid. And he was so flamboyant that not just being gay, but he was flamboyant with just his humor and his personality and I gravitated to that i'm like i love this right mm. and so what i would do is i would imitate him to girls and they loved it so i'm like oh i'm making them laugh so he would teach me how to how to play which it's funny because you play more make it gayer and it's funny because i've done gay on television and film so many times have you yeah and it's always the flamboyant gay or you just were a gay character no flamboyant oh you yeah, really went with yeah, that i huh? brought victor comes back and I and I went with it because <laughs> you it, channeled Victor because it was because I did a movie called Food Stamps where I played this gay character named Pierre. I did a thing with Roseanne on on her talk show where I played a gay fashion designer. Um, in the oh. film that I made, I played a, a, a another gay fashion designer, and it's all from Victor. And it's just very when when you, when you gay it up, you can be a little looser and more relaxed, I think. I totally agree. Right? And, and you can when just... I'm that, when I'm that, I, and yeah. you say funnier things. Yeah, you say funnier things. You than just the two funnier. of us talking right now. Yeah. And, we and should I, do the rest of the interview. Yes, to, I'm, like I'm totally down. I <laughs> am here with Joey Matina. Thank you, I, you for having me. Oh, my God. I am just... <laughs> thank you, thank you. I am so concerned right now, though. Why? I'll, you know why? Because people are judgmental out Stop. there. They're ready to cancel. You know what? Then turn off your phone. You know what, folks? You you're going to cancel something that doesn't even exist, mm-hmm. okay? There's yeah. five listeners, and Thank now you. there's probably... Pro- I can't even get Joey mm-hmm. to watch his own, I'm sure, when that comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, if you're going to cancel something, cancel this, okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> one, t- <laughs> one time I, I full-on, I was writing a script, and, you know, you get into a character... Uh-huh. And I had a theory, just like you did, like, my gay friends had all of the babes. Oh, yes. All flocks around them. Mm-hmm. 
They call them fruit flies where I'm from. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Never okay. heard that? Like, no, no. Oh, we heard F, F rags, right. you know, okay, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, we called them, to be nicer, we said fruit flies. Right, right. Amazing. Just, I mean, just flocked around. You them. say you work in a strip. I'm also working on a strip called The Wingman. That's a very similar story. It's about kind of like Mean Victor, like back. Wow. Back day, yeah. Well, but this it, this was, I went with two friends of mine to try this out. Uh-huh. And I went in full flamboyant into a nightclub. Right. And committed to this character. I did not come out right. of the character. Right, so right. it was Nick and John and me. They were from Philly, but this is in Buffalo. I tried mm-hmm. it out. I was away from home. Right, right. So I would meet a girl. I go, oh, my God. I, this is <laughs> unbelievable. And I remember saying to her, like, I got to know her. And she's like, I, I don't know how you cope in this place. These guys, right. are like, they have dorsal fans. It's like jaws <laughs> coming at you. I, I don't know how you cope. Uh-huh. And I said, and I turned to her. I said, I am feeling something I have never felt in my entire life. <laughs> Just hold me. Just, can you just hold me? And she goes, me too. She gives me this big hug. And then Nick and John come up. I go, oh, here's my friends. This is Nick and John. This is Kim or is it Kimberly? I hate people that shorten names. Right. Offensive. <laughs> you know, how do they just assume they can short your name like that? Anyway, Kim, this is my, and they go, my friends are going, nice to meet you. <laughs> they couldn't believe I was committing to this. Yes, and then dude. I ended up. In the back of a car, making out with her. Oh wow! But in character, it was really hard. She must have gone. I I can't believe I'm so hot that this gay guy changed up for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that I never even thought about yeah. that, Joey. I never even thought. And then Nick was hitting on her friend in the front seat, and he, you could see his shoulders like trying to hold in his laughter. He mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm back there going. I have to tell you something. This is not easy for me. <laughs> and I was like kissing her, and then I stop. I have to stop for a moment. I had to pause. Anyway, I never wrote the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I never wrote the movie, but I did have those scenes where I would see what it would be like, and it really was difficult if you're in a character. I like it, to be honest. It feels, it's not that I'm, I'm making fun of at exactly. all. Exactly. Not, not at all. Yeah. I'm not making fun of, I'm not patronizing. No. It just feels, that's why I'm a, I have a lot of gay friends, and I'm attracted to them as as a human being, because I'm like, I love that energy, man. Same here, yeah. I love yeah. that energy, because they have the, uh, obviously everyone's different, right? It's, I'm just generally speaking, but sure. they have this energy that, that I'm like, I want to be able to say freedom. that. It's yeah, like a freedom. freedom. I go, I'm a comedian, and I can't, I don't feel free to, to say that, so I, I want to be like that, you know what I mean? Oh, or I, the I enthusiasm. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hang out, I had, I had years where I hung out in uh, this gay nightclub. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I just saw, he's a musical director, uh, for years, I actually, I shouldn't say what he, he's been with a huge show for years. And I just mm-hmm. saw him do a one person show. He's a musical director. And God, he loves seeing me. I love seeing him because we went right back to 1992 when I was hanging at the Rose Tattoo. Right, right, right. And I'm the only straight guy. And I love those days because there's this enthusiasm. Somebody sees you. I mean, here's, here's one. You know, and again, it's not making fun. You're literally no, honoring someone yeah, for having honoring. that kind it is of honoring. freedom it is and, and having that that way where you can just express yourself. Right. Where we have to be, uh, can't talk like. I right. mean, we're in a world, in a patriarchal white world, especially. You can't hug. I like to hug. A, a gay right? a gay man is automatically has a better sense of humor and is funnier than a, a straight man. Generally speaking, I mean because of that, because they're, of they're the freedom, open, the freedom of saying what they want to say and being themselves, and God bless them for that, you know. Because it took me years to become to to be the way I am as a comedian and, mm. and to not be shy and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I'm not. I have a similar story to yours. One day I'm with a. I don't know if you know him. He's a comedian named Willis Turner, a real funny guy. Um, we're at the we're at the Ice House in Pasadena, one of your favorite places, mine too. Mm-hmm. And I had two really hot female friends that came to see my show but they were lesbians and he didn't know that <laughs> and their girls are like hey you guys want to go dancing and he's like yeah let's go and i already knew what was happening so we go to this gay bar in pasadena and then he, re- he realizes he goes wait a second this is a gay bar i'm like yeah so him and i just danced the whole night together oh isn't that great yeah and it was funny and then he was going he looks like he looks like prince a little bit he's a tiny small dude uh-huh. and 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 he was dancing great and then he was dancing with everybody else and i'm like oh man this is so much fun and we still talk this was a hundred years ago but we still talk about it to this day when we see each other like dude let's go dancing like it was just fun mm. it was just a fun time everybody and, was there to have a good time and can you go with these straight guys 
that are so self-conscious. Oh, they can't. Yeah, they, self-conscious is the opposite of comedy. Uh, uh, of, uh, so I guess absolutely. if we're encouraging absolutely. people to get into comedy, just be gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be worried. There's nothing. That's, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it could be <laughs> you know, just hanging out with people. Just who look are, at the greeting when when I love to use the term flamboyant. That's a great term. Right. Like. Liberace was flamboyant. Right, right. My mom would only use that term with him, by the way. She would never admit he was gay. <laughs> oh, of course not. My yeah. mom could never well, Elton admit. Elton John, too. Elton John, perfect. Flamboyant. Yeah, flamboyant. Yeah, he would wear all those costumes and things, but mm-hmm. people can't get the part about. The gay. Yeah. They See, just can't. A lot of guys are so uptight. So guys, when they greet each other, it's just, I had a guy, I tried to give him like that, that shake and hug at the mm-hmm. same time because I didn't really know what to do. He arm barred me from wrestling That's weird. to get away from him because I tried to come in with the hug. He like he elbowed me. Right. That's how much he could not connect on that level. My close my close male friends, when I see them, I hug them and I kiss them on the cheek. Yes. They kiss me back. And we're good to go. I have a straight friend. We kiss on the lips. Yeah, what's that? It looks we always, nice we, lips. We always actually <laughs> we actually I saw him a few weeks ago and he's really He's known for this, right, for me right. anyway, because I mean, he really, he, he actually takes his hand and pulls my neck in the back of my neck and pulls him into it. <laughs> no, it's, that, it's that heavy. I actually did have guy. a friend that kissed me on the lips too, like every once in a while, but I knew, oh, he's a dentist. This is a it was straight guy, has a couple kids, yeah. and he always does it. And I said to my family, we had like a little bet, uh-huh. and I go, I hadn't seen him in a while during COVID. I go, hey, uh, you know, I wonder if he's going to do this during COVID. Pulled me in, almost got tongue. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. But I, I, I just, I mean, how many times with straight guys you get together and they go, "Hi!" Right, I mean, right. they're enthusiastic about seeing yeah, you. What I a love wonderful, that. what a wonderful thing. I also like a lot of um, things that gay men like. You know, what I mean, they, you know, like show tunes. Yeah. Love show tunes. <laughs> yes. Do you do you like uh, Broadway? You grew up in New York. Yeah, I grew up in New York. Um, I'm not a big play guy, but I no? like. Certain plays. You know? Did you see the one person show with Mike Tyson? Did yes. you see that? That was actually excellent. Excellent, right? Yeah, it was yeah. excellent. Yeah, his excellent. Uh, wife helped. She yeah. really put that thing together. Oh, yeah, she, well, and put his life back together. I mean, he 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 yeah. re, he rebuilt himself. You know, yes, and, exactly. Um, and God bless him. Good for him. Yeah, I believe I believe in second chances and even third chances. I I believe we. Life is always work in progress. A human being is always work in progress until the day we die. And then we still, if you depending on what you believe in, we're still work in progress. Our souls are learning. Come, they come back sometimes. You know, they're always learning, try to be better and better. And and I think every human being, no matter how difficult they are, how bad they are, I I, I like to believe that we're always trying to get better and we're always trying to do better. I know I am. I, I'm a better person now in my 50s than I was in my 40s. Oh, God. Absolutely. And in my 30s and in my 20s. Absolutely. You know, and, um, and I'm trying to be it's even just, better. It's just a bummer Yeah, that the body... And the body doesn't... You know, <laughs> I pulled a hamstring crossing my legs. <laughs> this entire show, I've been trying to suck in my belly because my, my shirt is... I just look down, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it. Oh my God! There it is again. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I can never wear this shirt. Well, at least for. I, it, it's just. It's. You only stand up when you wear it. I actually <laughs> did a race with my kids at the shore, uh-huh. and full on hamstring. Oh wow! Like not a joke. Right, like right. full on went down. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and the funny thing is it's that such a bummer when we're like you know as we get older our brains don't our brains think we're still the young brains don't age yeah, the they, body does yeah that's the thing when i set you know did the race uh-huh you know i'm going okay i could do this i do it every year with every kid i mean every kid as right, they right. grow every year and then once they pass me then mm-hmm. i never do it again because right. there's no by the way there's no turning back right, <laughs> right? when you did you do sports with your kids um yeah, yeah. Right. Once they, like, if you boxed your kid, once he knocks you out, oh, yeah, you never can go back. No, of course not. You are never <laughs> going to go back. Okay, I have a rematch. No, there is no rematch because you will always lose. Yeah, yeah. When I saw my son, the oldest son, for the first time pass me, I'm very fast, very uh-huh. fast runner. When I saw him go past me and sand was in my eyes, oh, wow. that is a visual I will never forget because it was metaphoric. 
he's, he's running into the future. Like I will never ever catch him ever again. Yeah, that's unless it. Unless, like, unless unless he gets hurt. Right. <laughs> something like that. That's the only. That's the only way. You got to trip what, him. What is it? What, <laughs> yes, that's some, that's an East Coast thing. Yeah, there you go. yeah we're going to win at any cost. That's right. How close are you to your kids? Um, close. Um, one of them I'm closer than the other, only because his person. One of my the youngest son Johnny is is a. Uh, He's a he's a construction guy, you know. He's he's very uh, independent and everything. Joshua, the older one, he's got my sense of humor. He's uh, him. He was the one that was in trouble, and we would talk every mm. weekend, and we would just walk and talk and talk. And like I remember when he first got in juvie, he was like, "When I get out of here, I'm the the guy who narked on me. I'm gonna get him." And this, I'm like, I'm like, why? You're here because of you, not because of your friend. Not only that, but I think people need to hear is mm -hmm. that was his opportunity. He should thank that person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And well, that's how we develop. You had an opportunity to grow yeah. through all adversity. Right, right. These are absolutely, like, I thank my, my, my big thing is my ex-wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, sometimes I literally, like, thank you because it made me such a better man. Yeah. I have to. No, you have to learn. Man, this is yeah. the thing. It's, it's, it's. Because if, if you don't work on yourself, life will do something to you that you're going to be forced to be in that position that you've got to do better now, right? How about the victim mentality people? I have a very there's hard a time lot with of, that. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, but the victim mentality, yeah. that they have to stay with it. It's their story. Mm -hmm. It's so, what do you deal, how do you deal with that when somebody gives you, you know that you're one of like 10 that day right. they gave the story to, they've got to... It's like they want you to feel sorry for them. They want you to collude with them and agree with them. I have a hard time. Yeah, I have to say I, to them, hey, you could keep talking like this. What good is it going to do right. you? Just you change know? it. Want me to agree with you? And you could always tell because when you give them advice oh. to fix it, they're like, no, 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 no. Because they, they don't want to fix it because then they can't bitch anymore. They can't <laughs> complain anymore. They're not the victim anymore. No. You know what I mean? I yeah. tell people that I go, look, everything that happens to you, good or bad, is your fault. Okay. You have to make decisions to make things better or worse. And, 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 but also pat yourself in the back when good things happen. Yeah. It's your fault too when something good happens. When you do good, it's you, you did good. Look, I can blame so many things, so many other people in my life for the mistakes I've made, right? I could. I literally could. Oh, yeah. But why? I won't get better. It doesn't make if any it's, sense. You, yeah. have to, you, have to, you have to, you know... Know when you're wrong. That way you can get better and go, you know what? I'm going to do better next time. I, I tell people all the time when I coach them, I say, admit your wrongs because now you're leveled out with someone. No one wants right. to hear somebody cocky. Or they, then again, though, we have millions of people that right. do want to follow somebody yeah. like that. But um, speaking of goodness and good work and, uh, you know, putting that, putting that word out there, you have a short film. Yes. That just came out. Mm -hmm. And tell us about this. Okay, it's a short film called um, "Beautiful Violence," mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's a uh, it's funny. Most of the stuff I do isn't comedic; it's it's more dramatic. Isn't that it amazing? Isn't, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, but yeah. I've always felt that comedians are the best dramatic actors. Absolutely, Robin you, Williams had yeah, some of his best example. roles yeah, in yeah. drama. Yeah, absolutely. And I rather I, and I act, and I'm a pretty good actor. But I I rather be behind the camera. I love writing. I love producing. I love directing. Directing is what, what my, my I like to be behind the camera and be a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah. So, don't you love being a bad guy? Yeah, bad guy's always fun. Oh, that's so much fun. But a gay guy's even better. <laughs> a gay guy's even better. Wait, so we're basically saying we don't ever want to play parts like us. Yeah, no, why? Yeah, anybody boring. but us. Yeah, we've been yeah. us our entire lives. Let's play something else. Like, yeah. So so, so the movie is about... Beautiful Violence is about this... Uh, it's about these two individuals. It all takes place in pretty much in one location. But it's uh, there's a character named, um, named Chad who's a white guy. And uh, the reason I say that's important, you'll find out later. Um, he, by the way, he, not a lot of brothers named Chad, but go right. ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> or Latino. That's true. Hey, Chad Rodriguez. You don't see <laughs> no, that too much. Not a lot of Chad. So Chad finds out. He's Wait, a, what? He, Chad Medina. <laughs> okay. So. so Chad has, you know, he has a beautiful wife, two two beautiful children. Um, but he decides, he, or he finds out he's going to die. He's got cancer. He's going to die. But his insurance pays double if he's killed in a homicide. So he doesn't tell his family or anything. He hires somebody to kill him. Mm. The person doesn't show up. So this is the day he decided he's going to die. So he's driving around Los Angeles. He's looking around. He's trying to come up with an idea, trying to do. He drives by an alley, and he sees like a drug deal going on between uh, um, a, 
a guy named Carlos who's a black character and another guy. So when the other guy leaves the alley, he walks in the he walks into the alley and he just starts staring at the Carlos character and Carlos looks at him like, What are you looking at? You know, can I help you with something? And he calls him the N word. He's like, What you just say? He calls him the N word again. Trying to get killed. Yeah. And so the and, and then the Carlos character is kind of not trying to get the hell out of here and he keeps doing it. So finally the Carlos character just beats the living hell out of him. They both kind of just slump on the you know, slump against the wall. Uh, Chad is all bloodied up, and they start to get to know each other. They start to talking, like, you know, what, what? he's like, what are you doing, man? Are you crazy? Are you racist? So Chad shows him a picture of his family, and Chad is married to a, to a black woman with two mm. beautiful black children, mm. and he, you know, and he, and he tells him, he, sa- he explains to him what he's trying to do. He goes, I thought you, you would kill me, you would shoot me, this would be faster. He goes, what do you think, just because I'm black, I have a gun? <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> so then, so then, and then, you know, and then, they, he, Chad finds out Carlos is there. You know, he's, he's college educated. He just, but, but he has a, a criminal record and no, he did one crime. And so now he, because he's got a felony in his record, he can't get a job. And he's got a son with cerebral palsy. He's got another child and a wife that he has to, you know, support. And so they get to know each other and, and they're, you know, to see that their lives are more similar than different, even though they come from two different parts of the you know, world. Right. And, um, and then they get to know each other, and then you know it's. Well, that's a really fabulous. Uh, yeah, and so and what did you have? Uh, did you write it and direct? Yeah, I wrote it, it directed, and produced wow, it. Wow, that is and awesome. And financed it. I would <laughs> love to talk to you about uh, collaborating someday. Oh, I would love to. We man. Do I that. would love to. You know, two headlining yeah, I, I've, comedians. I've written a lot of stuff, yeah. and almost everything I've done and written, I've won awards for. That's awesome. You know, I and did. Where, where can we find you on social media? On social media, you could uh, Joy Medina comic. You can go to, if you want to see the stuff I've directed and, and made, yeah. you can go to uh, bronxboyentertainment.com. Bronx and, Boy Entertainment. Yeah, and that's my, that's my website for my production stuff, not my comedy stuff. Right. And um, You're diverse, man. I yeah. love it. I <laughs> swear to God. Well, Joey, you've been a great guest, as I knew you you've would be. You've been a be. great host, my friend. Uh, let's, let's just do some more hanging, and maybe people are hearing for the first time our collaborative efforts. We will be like the Sherman brothers. We will be like a Lerner and Lowe. There you go. Stiller and Mira. Turner and Hooch, right? In that TV show? I don't know. (laughs) A movie. That was a movie. It was a a bad movie from the 80s, and now they're making a television show. They are that desperate. That's how bad it is. Hollywood is just so unoriginal. Oh, it is. So you have to beat them. You got to beat them. That's how. That's why I have a production company. You got to do your own thing. I've done two pilots. I did a pilot for me, I did one for Adam Hunter, which won. an award for best um, series comedy or something. Oh, so. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. man, it was great hanging with you on Enlightened Up. Make sure you spread the word on, and, you know, get the word out there that you did this show. That Absolutely. Just watch our show. Listen to our show. It's available on everywhere. You can see here in podcasts and watch us on YouTube, and you'll be able to see my belly <laughs> popping out. My buttons literally almost... Almost hit you in the eye. I almost popped <laughs> popped one in the eye. I sucked in the entire time. But then when I was breathing and relaxed, boom, pop, man, yeah. this thing almost just. Well, I've got a few shirts like this. It's awful. I should not have worn this. But <laughs> listen, it gives people a reason to, uh, hey, let's see if it really did happen. There you go. It did, folks. I, I had the accordion thing happening with my buttons and my shirt. You can get the button. People who made the buttons are the sponsors because, like, look, our buttons stay in no matter what. You know what I mean? Well, actually, this shirt is a sponsor. Oh, there you go. I, unfortunately, though, this is one shirt. That's that a very fit. nice shirt. Taylor friend. Bird. It's called BYRD. It puts shoe in the coupon code. There you go. Put you shoe. get a discount when they you do You get that. a discount. It's already discounted. Right. It will send it to you. The great stuff. That is nice stuff. It really is. So I just gave him a free endorsement. But dude, <laughs> I love to spread the word around. Hopefully you got the word spread today about uh, just how to live a better life. Be good humans. Yes, That's good the message. Human, be a good human. Don't right? be an a-hole. Right. And just remember this. Enlighten the fuck up. All right. Yes. We'll see you next time. <laughs>